welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want, a podcast um, that talks about living the life you want. And uh, my name is Jasmine. I'm your host. And today I have my friend Gary with me. Hey, Gary. Hey, Jasmine. How are you doing? Just great. Yeah. People, Gary and I met during Supercoach Academy. Are you guys surprised? I'm guess not. I've been, I've been talking about Supercoach so much. People are probably going, okay, she's like a yeah. walking billboard. Right. No, I just met so many great people during that episode that I love talking to them. So, uh, Gary, since Supercoach Academy, what have you been up to? Well, you know, it's funny because Supercoach really sort of just started to clarify where I wanted to concentrate, uh, who I wanted to work with, and what sort of what sort of focus I wanted to give my work. Uh, even though I've been a coach for 25 years, but uh, uh, I just got to the principles about three, maybe it's four years ago now, three years, I think. And uh, like you and like an awful lot of other people in Supercoach, it just really changed me. You know, it, it, it um, well, it didn't really change me, but nothing changed and everything seemed completely different, you know. And the experience of life I had was so much easier and, and continues to become easier over time uh, that I guess that just let some new horizons open for me and where I wanted to, where, where I really wanted to focus my uh, coaching, where I thought I could bring the most to it, you know. And where is it? Where do you well, it's it? in a couple of places, strangely. Um, I, I'm back to working with corporate teams because I've done an awful lot of that, but the tools I have now are completely different. And where I could kind of move things along a bit before, probably as much as almost anybody else. Um, now I can share that sort of transformation with them and make their lives easier and make their decisions better and make their, just give them a lot more clarity when things seem to be going off the rails. So that's one area, working with teams. Uh, another area is, and I haven't really gotten too far into this, uh, just because there's certain there's certain restrictions that I want to be mindful of, but working with people who are in constant pain and who can't find any relief because that was my situation for many years. And I had to learn the difference between pain and suffering, learn how to separate suffering from pain. Mm. So um, along the way, I seem to have less pain now, but even when I do have pain, I'm not suffering from it. I just don't, I don't need to go down that extra rat hole and give myself that extra hard time. So, so I would like to be, I'd like to be working with um, people who are experiencing that. But as I said, I haven't, there's certain restrictions I have to be mindful of and I, I haven't done that yet. I'm also doing a lot of work, which I've always done with helping people go from uh, self-consciousness to self-confidence. As a matter of fact, I have a new program starting before long that is called self-conscious to self-confident. And, um, you know, like everybody else, I thought I had to find self-confidence. And I, because I was an actor for about 20 years, my first career, I, I learned how to feel like I had it 
but it wasn't my real self-confidence. It was something that I was sort of, it was an add-on. And it worked pretty damn well, and people couldn't tell I wasn't self-confident. But the feeling, being inside of it, was not what I thought of as self-confidence. And, uh, you know, like most people, I thought it was something that I had to get. I didn't understand that I was born with it and would always have it. Nothing could take it away. Uh, so that's what I'm helping people discover now. Mm. Uh, and there's a couple of- I can't of believe I've never, I never knew you were an actor. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I don't talk about it a lot now. It was a long, long time ago, you know? Well, 20 years. I mean, was it more than 20 years? I did it for 20 years, but it was 30 years ago that I stopped doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so, so it's been, you know, a long time since. Um, and there's another thing, too. This is something that I keep seeing in my life. I, and it's, it's, Related to the self-confidence I was just talking about, but it's um, uh, it has to do with parts of me that I held back, mm. holding things in, never quite being all there, never quite being able to uh, kind of fully inhabit myself in a way. And where I really notice it is on Saturday, and you know about this because you come every Saturday to song share last, last winter during the pandemic, I started, I started this singing group. And um, the, one of the reasons I did it, I did it partly for a sense of community in a time that we really all needed it. But I also did it because I've always been sort of terrified of singing in public and I've had to do it at times. And it was always torture for me. And I, I wanted to get past that, and I knew that I could. So now that I sing every week, probably, you know, at least two songs a week to a group of people, um, it's a completely different experience for me. I, I, I love it so much, and I don't hold anything back anymore. And that not holding anything back is sort of the... Uh, uh, the through line for everything that's changed in my life. Just, there's no need to hold it in, you know? And that's really made things different for me. And so for you, it was about holding stuff back. Yeah. It wasn't about, because, you know, like, like you said, I come to song share. So for those of you wondering what Songshare is, uh, let's let's let Thank them you. know. Songshare is uh, we're a bunch of people that meet on Zoom and we have a theme and we we sing a song based on the theme, and we sing a cappella. We do not sing with music. We sing a cappella, and we have lots of fun. And uh, it's not only a cappella; it's one at a time, which. Yeah, yeah. People tend to find it a little more intimidating. It's one thing to sing with a bunch of other people. It's another thing when it's just your voice. But that's really how you develop. I'm sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. That's okay. They needed qualif you know, needed to get specific. Um, so I've been um, I've been participating in song share. You know, people know I've sung, people who know me, I, I was a singer uh, years ago. I did it for a while. And um, I had stopped singing. 
for me. But I remember, you know, when I was performing, the that for me, it was really about the thinking behind it. Like what would be holding me back was, or what would make it not fun. I'm going to say that, uh, you know, uh, would would add uh, like you were you were saying that you, you just feared it a lot to sing in public. Yeah. For me, I, I would do it. I, I, I've always been a type that would do it. Uh, just do it. <laughs> but um, I hated the fact that I would stress or I hated the fact that my mouth would dry up or that I was thirsty or that I would shake. I didn't like the shake, you know, before I got on stage. I just didn't like it. And the more that I performed, the more that I saw that, you know, there were, I had fears in the sense that I was afraid to uh, screw up in my words. I was afraid that people wouldn't like it. I was afraid that I would have the wrong note, right? I would sing off key. Mm. There was all this, these, these things that I thought should be, if I'm going to sing in public, it should look like this and this shouldn't happen. And inevitably it always <laughs> happened. Do you know what I mean? It happened every single time I would perform. I would do three hours show. There's no way that you do a three hour show that you don't screw up your lyrics, that you don't sing off key, that somebody thinks that was stupid. You know, like there's no way yeah. <laughs> it's just not possible. And once I got that, I was able to be free. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really funny about that to me is that, uh, any of those mistakes you make, you know, can't remember the lyric, uh, a sing-off key, whatever it is, all that's going to do is tell people that you're human like they are. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because we make up these stakes in our mind without knowing we're doing it. When you start to understand the nature of thought, you can see, well, wait a minute, this is something, something I made up. They won't like me. I'll sing off key. It'll be a disaster. Uh, the world will come apart. It, it, those stakes don't exist. They're just completely made up. And understanding that makes it a lot easier to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to sing and it'll either be in tune or I'll remember the lyrics. Either way, I'm just going to sing full out. Yeah. You know, there's one other funny thing that you, that you made me think of. Um, and it's something I've been using with clients lately as an example of real-time wisdom where you, you cannot know in advance what you need to know in the situation because the situation hasn't come yet. It hasn't happened yet. So often I'll be singing and I'll get to the end of a line or near the end of the line and have no idea in the world what the next lyric is. Well, that used to freak me out. And I think, oh Christ, I'm, I'm going to stop cold and they're going to see me sweating. Now, I don't even go to that place. It's, it's more like, yeah, it'll be there when I need it. It's waiting for me. It'll be there when I need it. And it usually is. And if it isn't, it doesn't matter. I can either A, make up a lyric myself, or B, laugh my way through it, or C, just pick it up where I can remember it. And 
uh, it's another situation where the audience sees you and think, wow, that's a great presence of mind. Look, they just picked up and went on. They almost like you even more when you've made a mistake like that, a, yeah. you know, a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we. It's funny because, um, like I said I, off camera, I was telling you that I'm doing a Michael's Living a Guiding Life. So I'm in this class for those of you uh, that were not off camera with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm in a class with Michael Neal, and it's um, a three week class, and it's called Living a Guided Life. And today it was it was a it was a, just a great. It's, it was a great conversation. And it, it's funny because Michael can just put words to things that I think already, you know, but he puts the words to it and they go, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in, in there, um, it, basically somebody said something to the effect of, uh, well, what if I fail? Like, how, how, how do you go through life and, you know, without failing, like, I'm afraid to choose the right way, you know? And for me, it was kind of like, like my first, my first reaction was that that's a little heady. That's like, you're pretty much in your head right now at this point. Right. And Michael was like, well, you know, if you're going to fail, it's because you may like you you have the way to succeed and that way to succeed you made up so that's not that's that's not like living a guided life like you know a guided life is like every moment it's like yeah right now what do you want to do right now what about now (laughs) what about now you know well yeah that's i'm sorry go ahead no no go ahead the, 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 um, what comes to mind when you were saying that is the, the, uh, the reaction we, a lot of us have a lot of the time, which is, oh, that's not how I wanted it to go, or that's not how I thought it was going to go, and judging it a failure because it didn't conform to the fantasy we had beforehand of what it was going to look like when it came into form, when it came to life, you know? And when you don't have that sort of expectation, it's got to be just like this, got to look just like this, got to be perfect in every way. What a, what a prison that is to be burst out of, you know, because now I can see, uh, and I'll just go back to the songs as an example. Sometimes when I screwed up a little bit here or there, or when some little surprise comes in that I wasn't ready for, it just makes it more alive. And so I, I don't have this idea of it's got to be like this. I remember George Pransky once said, you know what the, the uh, emotion most associated with perfectionism is? Irritation, because nothing's ever good enough. It's never the way I thought it was going to be. And God, what a passport to a disappointing life when you live like that. But it's got to be the way I thought it was, or, or there's something wrong with it. You know? And I think we see that all around us. People have these, these sort of dreamy expectations, and which is fine. The on, they only trip you up when you think, oh, that's the way my life has to be. 
versus, well, this is a nice fantasy I'm enjoying right now. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of a reverie for a minute or two. And isn't this nice? But thinking that it somehow has to translate to life and you have to actually live that. You just dreamt it. That's good enough. Your life doesn't have to look like that. Because by trying to engineer your life that way, it's going to be a, if you succeed, it's going to be an empty, surpriseless life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like we think we know better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, we think we know better. Yeah. So this is how, once this is, happens exactly like this, then I'm going to be good. Yeah. 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 Isn't that just the sheer arrogance uh, of that is, is staggering? Yeah. That, we somehow know better than life, you know? And if life doesn't match our view of things as we think they should appear, we reject it, you know? Yeah, I think it stems to, like, I can I can see, I actually reflected on that. Um, so, and remind <laughs> me, I have to tell you one of the insights I got out of Songshare. But the, the, the thing that I reflected on I think that it stems from fear, um, you know, like, or insecurity. If, if, if I control it, then I know exactly how things are going to end up. And if I know exactly how things are, are going to end up, then I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be secure. You know, like there's like this kind of false sense of security mm -hmm. inside it when in fact life wants you to be safe like yeah. life just wants you to be happy and and joyful and and secure so if we could just give up that we know nothing you know yeah yeah and well so, what you're saying is why people have such difficulty in a time like this where everything's up for grabs and everything seems to be unknown it's always been unknown the future's always unknown and of course, we make it up that it's going to be worse than it is now, or going to be scary, or going to be, uh, you know, a trip to hell in some form or fashion. And uh, and so we get really scared by what we don't know. And that's the flip side of the of the, or I, not the flip side, but that's the reason I think behind a lot of needing to control, feeling like we have complete control of our lives, you know, so that we can stay away from that scary unknown. Well, the unknown can't be scary. That's why they call it the unknown, because it's not known yet. And people just don't seem to get that, you know? I yeah. certainly didn't get it forever, and I'm glad to have seen it now. Yeah. Yeah. What was the like, insight you had about on Songshare the other day? Well, what? on Songshare, um, so I stopped singing a while ago. Singing just became no longer fun um became a business and it became a it became a i need to be good it became a chore it was just no longer fun that's one thing and it also didn't give me the it didn't feed me like i saw that one of the things that I was doing with wanting to sing was I wanted the attention. 
Oh, it's so shameful to say that. Like when I say that, I have a little pang of, oh my God. Oh my God, Jasmine, you're human. I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, But but I think that the more that I, I got into this conversation, I saw that, you know, I really don't need attention. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, so I was singing to get attention and I was no longer singing because I loved singing. I was singing be- to get attention. And that just became inauthentic to me, became unnecessary to me, became just, you know, so I, I stopped doing it. It also happens that I got sick I had uh, that's a whole nother story but <laughs> whole nother podcast uh, and so like the, the coincidence happened at the same time and so I stopped singing but then and then and then Songshare showed up and I said okay let's go and I could see one of the things that I saw was that it wasn't about, hmm, what's the words I'm looking for? I'm going to say competition. Like it wasn't about, like in this group, it's not about, oh, I need to sing better than her. or I need to sing better than him. I need to, like, it was really just, I just want to sing because I like to sing, you know? And, and I, you know, I don't know the people now I do, but I, I knew nothing. I knew none of the people on the group. Yeah. And I did not have that feeling of, I need to hide, Yeah. you know, and, and I think you've seen me sing and I was, I'm like, sometimes I'm just, fully expressed and i'm like giving it my all yes you, know? you are yes Just you do because it's fun yeah it's you one know? of the things i like about having you on song share actually because i have this expression that you've heard me use called letting it out of the box in other words not holding it back really being inside the song and letting it out and you're such a great exemplar of that because you always do that you know and it's what really makes it fun when you were talking about um approval uh, i'm sorry you were talking about uh, attention a little yeah. while ago uh for me it was more about approval i think you know wanting to oh, oh they won't approve of me if i don't sing well mm. well that's something that you know the last vestiges of dropped away quite a while ago i just it's not even a it's not a factor anymore. It doesn't even enter into the conversation. Will they, will they approve of me? You know, and uh, and no, you're right. There's song share was set up a very particular way so that it wouldn't be a competition. This ain't American Idol. This is not the oh wait till I sing. I'm going to show them how it's done. There's none of that. It's okay. Now we have another person singing. This is another chance to experience the transmission of joy that happens when a person sings and just be part of that. And that's really what it is. It's a transmission of the human spirit when people sing to one another, you know? And so by, by clouding it up or uh, 
you know, dirtying it up with making it into a competition or making it into a look at me, look at me, look at me. Or all the pressure that we can put onto ourselves. Oh, right. Like, you know, there's so much, there's so much joy to be had when you're singing. And then we, we taint the joy with the should, could, would, (laughs) you know, anything. And, and now we're, we're talking about singing. (laughs) We're just talking about singing. Like this is what we do everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we do everywhere. So now we're just like giving an example of singing aloud, (laughs) but you can, you can translate that to anything really. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And it's really funny too. You know, I mean, we've been doing that for uh, nine months now, I think song share every, every, every weekend. And it's really funny to, to see the progression of so many people on there. I really notice it in Nina, my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. She's, she's much freer with her singing, much more open with it. It's wonderful to watch. Now, I hear it in myself, certainly. I see it in a lot of other people. I mean, some of the people, like the people who have been professional singers, you don't see that as much because it wasn't something they had to, work through or get to the other side of you know yeah but it's really cool i'm going to tell you what what i like about that it's also really cool now i know who the professional singers were mm-hmm. right but in the beginning you don't know and you, you, no. i didn't feel that and and should i have known this prior should i have known about jerry prior <laughs> you no. know i would have probably put a lot of pressure on me you know it's funny because i remember calling him up after one of the first song shares and, and complimenting him and saying you know this is this is my friend jerry lanning who has a voice that would blow anybody away and i mean i mean anybody he has the voice of it comes along once in every few generations and and he's had a big career on broadway and he doesn't need to lord that over. The first times he sang, it was just another person singing. And I complimented him on that and said, that's exactly the spirit of what we want to do here. It's just the human spirit coming through this person and coming through this person and coming through this person. And of course, it sounds slightly different with each person. And it's also why there have been times when we've organized it so that everybody sang the same song. Remember, we sang the Charlie Chaplin song, Smile. Yeah. Uh, I think there were about 15 people on that day. Everybody sang Smile. And it was a chance to see, you know, the, the, the same, a different gift with the same wrapping. Because once you undo the wrapping, here's a completely different version of it coming through this person, you know. Yeah. And it just, it was so wonderful to watch that. That's, I want to do that again. Everybody sing the same song. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really a lot of fun. I have to admit, I, I have to admit that this Saturday when Jerry said that was beautiful, Jasmine, I was just like, oh, Jerry said it was beautiful. Well, it was. You said beautifully every week, but it was especially, especially yeah. noteworthy last, last Saturday. I mean, it really yeah, moved I, people. I love to look at people's eyes when somebody else is singing and just look at and see the attention people are paying. Just this rapt 
attention completely connected to the person singing. It's really wonderful. You know, it's what you're, you're, you're reminding me of something that also occurred uh, that I've been, I've been in these, is these inquiries lately. Um, and I don't remember if I've talked about it in another podcast, if I have, I'm sorry, it's still there. Um, so the thing that I've noticed is, or something that's becoming more and more present for me, more and more clearer, it's, it's just getting clearer and clearer how our life is from the inside out and yeah. how when 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 i'm looking at this this girl here i think she's just the cutest thing ever like i mean i look at her and the feelings i get like i smile instantly when i see her it's immediate and she's got an energy to her and and the, what i saw was it's not her. It's me. She is who she is. But when I see her, it just brings something to me. There's something and it's coming from in me. That's mine. It has nothing to do with her. And it's the same thing when you say people might think that that was the song, you know, but it was them that it was reaching something inside of them yeah. that created an emotion, created a feeling, created a. Well, it, you know, as you're saying that, something occurs to me. It's um, it's a way to see the divinity in other people and yourself at the same time, and to see that there's no difference. And I see that all the time at Songshare. I mean, it really is funny. When you start to look for this stuff, you see it everywhere. You know, I mean, here we are talking about singing and the three principles. I don't know if that's ever been linked before. Um, but it's, you, you can just see that everywhere. You know, the, the, how we create our worlds out of thought and assume that that's the real world that everybody else is experiencing too. And of course they're not. Yeah. You know, I had an insight uh, the other day. Uh, I, 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 I find myself singing during the week because I, I, even though I know hundreds and hundreds of songs, I uh, love to learn a new song every week if I can. And whether or not I sing it on Songshare doesn't really matter. And at some point during every day when I have a break, I'm out taking a walk on my country road, singing at full volume and nobody's around. It's just great. But I was really down on myself one morning. I, I was really, really getting on myself. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to go out for a walk and have a sing. And that, you know, that'll bring me back to myself. And I did that. And it occurred to me, one of the things I like about singing is you can't really sing and be down on yourself because there's no, there's no focus left for that. There's no concentration left for that. And so I've, I've, I've used that a couple of times. I, you know, I'm a little down on myself. I think I'll just go sing. It just takes me out of that. You know, there's, there's no way to do that. When you're doing that transmission of the human spirit, you can't be thinking about, you know, the little problems you think you have in life or what's, what you're facing. Right? There's just no place for it. There's no space. Yeah, it's a nice way to 
come to the present. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah, it, it's a. It's definitely. Uh, you have to be in the present moment. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a very accessible way. I like it because it's a way to. It it can be a way to uh, demonstrate how how quickly you can you come back to yourself. You know, because that the sort of thing we're talking about really does take, it takes all your focus. I mean, it's not like you're it's not like you're judging it. You can't judge yourself and sing at the same time. I I tried that for years. It's why I could never sing the way I wanted to and why I can now, because there's no judgment. It's just a complete involvement with and concentration on singing, transmitting that human spirit. And there's there's no room left for, well, geez, I should have done it this way, and why didn't I do that? This is taking so long. There's no room for any of that. It just evaporates. Yeah. Yeah. But that's true of things other than singing, of course. I'm just discovering what how singing is a is a an entryway into that place. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we're talking about singing, but you know, some people might do it with painting. I mean, I'm, I've had the conversation with Nina where you know Nina creates pieces of art and you know she knows exactly if she starts judging herself on how this should go it's just not going to happen yeah i was in her office earlier today and she had a collage she was making and i just broke out laughing and i said that is so wonderful how did you possibly ever come up with that uh and, and I mean, she goes to the place doing her art that i go what i'm singing it's yeah. just a it's just a place of pure presence yeah I do that with computers. I know you know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with computers. I kind of like, I, I just explore and I look and I don't like, I just don't, there's nothing that stops me there. I'm, I'm very curious. How did that work? How did that go? And I dig and dig and dig and dig, you know? Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's a nice way for me to, to play there. That definitely gets me going <laughs> well I, I i love the sound of that and i admire it i'm not sure i'll ever get to that and <laughs> and that's okay you know it is it's uh, okay <laughs> but that's okay. not what you I'm... know me so you're good <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> all right so is there anything coming up for you coming up soon i think you you told me you're working on a new program yeah, it's the self-conscious to self-confident program. Okay. Uh, and I also have another program starting before long called Showing Up as Love. Mm. Uh, because I've really, really started to see how, uh, how love really is everything. How, how every vibration in the universe is a vibration of love. You know, how that's underneath how that underlies everything and um what we're talking about when you were just talking about being computers and and or i was talking about singing or any of that when you're really in something like that and you give yourself over to it completely that's showing up as love you know and i think everybody kind of wants more of that more of the time because most people know what it feels like and we don't get it that much, or we, we think it's not available to us that much. And it's always available, no matter what we're doing. Honestly, I've had insights about love 
um, what was stopping me from feeling love was I had um, set definition. Love looks like this. Love, this is the description of love. And, <laughs> you know, and when this was not happening, then, you know, that wasn't love. And so I went through my, I can tell you the first 30 years of my life thinking that nobody loved me because of that description of love, you know? And, um, and that description of love totally changed for me. Um, and for me, it's about accepting. For me, it's a lot about accepting. If I have to put a definition on it, <laughs> you know, if I have to, um, I'm just trying to put words to really a feeling. Um, you know, it's just like surrendering just yeah. to what is right now. Yeah. You know, exactly as it is, exactly as it is not. Yeah. And that sort of that sort of acceptance is another word for love, too. Yeah. Just that. I, I mean, when you get right down to it, love is just saying yes to life instead of saying no, that no, that's not that version. No, not that form. That's not it. That's not it. It's just it's saying yes more than saying no. Yeah. And uh, God in heaven, does that make life easier? You know, when you're just able to say yes to life, because I think most of us don't realize how often and how loudly we say no. It's, you know, I, love often shows up in clothes other than the ones we're expecting it to be wearing. And so we don't recognize it, you know? It's in a costume other than what we, what we expect, a form other than what we expect. And so we just don't recognize it. And uh, it's gotten to be fun to look for it instead of be surprised by it, but to be looking for it. You know, where's the love in this? Where's the love in it? You can always find it. Yeah. But only if you're looking for it, you know? Yeah, you can either look for what's right or what's wrong. You can do that. Yeah, sure. Which is, I think is a standard, natural, no, I'm gonna say a normal way of being, right? Or you can look for the love. Yeah, yeah. Well, normal is one of my least favorite words. It's right up there with should and shouldn't, actually. Yes, yeah. All normal ever means really is you're enough like me that I don't have to look at myself. I don't have to take a close, hard look at myself. So that's normal. Yeah. yeah. I remember somebody once saying, "You, I'm the most normal person there is. And I sort of, I didn't laugh in their face, but I did laugh inwardly because I thought, yeah, well, <laughs> isn't everybody? <laughs> yeah, we we I like the I, I like the distinction between normal and natural mm -hmm. uh, because my my nature is so much more loving loving than my normal. Yeah. And I'm spending way more time in my nature now than I Well, your nature is becoming your normal too. Yes, yes. And and when they when they align like that, it's, you know, things are pretty nice. 
yes. it's a pretty easy life when that happens. Yes, I agree. I agree. Life gets more peaceful. Oh yeah. 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 There's so much more harmony and 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 peace of mind and just like calm. Yeah, I've really noticed that over the years that and I, I sort of figured that out years ago. I, I went through a big change when I was in my 40s. And I remember seeing a friend and they said, you know, you you seem so you seem so different. You seem so much more much happier and more peaceful. What was different? And I didn't have an answer in mind, but the words that came out of my mouth uh, seemed true. I said, well, I, I stopped saying no to everything is my default. I started saying yes to things. And over time, it became much easier to do that so that there wasn't the automatic no waiting. The yes was already there, you know? Yeah. I, I remember that too. I remember noticing that I was an automatic no. Mm. And I was like, wait a second. I said, no, like I saw myself, somebody asked me something and I remember like, it's, you know, it was kind of like an outer body experience. I remember seeing myself already with a no, but the question was not finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, and I really saw, I was like, wow, I'm an automatic no. That was like my automatic way of, of being. And like, that was kind of like an epiphany where I was like, okay, wait, next time I'm going to finish to listen to the question first and then look again, because the automatic was just like, you know, it's like, putting your flasher and turning on turning left you don't even know you just did it yeah you you, you put your flasher because your body when remembers you, when right? you start to when you start to see it the way you did especially as you said when the question wasn't even out of the other person's mouth and you saw yourself saying no well the cat's really out of the bag then yeah yeah you know, that's when it's really easy to see oh my god i'm just i'm just dr no here you know yeah. everything's no yeah and there's a, I, you know, I think there are probably any number of reasons for doing that, but a lot of it is feeling like you have to protect yourself. It certainly was for me. Yeah. And that, that somehow a no will protect you where a yes won't. Protect you from what, though, is the question, you know? Yeah. Protect yeah. you from life? Well, we don't need protection from life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we don't need protection from life. Bouté certainly doesn't. Look at No, Bouté <laughs> is very comfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gary, this I knew we were going to have a beautiful conversation. Is our time up already? It's our time is up. Wow. Our time is up. Yeah, it went fast. fast. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. It was fun. And um, so is the website up yet? No, it will be up, I think, next week or the week after. GaryStein.com, spelled G-A-R-Y-S-T-I-N-E.com. And everybody knows how to spell .com. Yes, yes, they know how to do that. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to put it in the description anyways. I'm going to put the link. And uh, thank you very much for accepting. Oh, thank you. This was so much fun. I really had a ball. Yeah. And I will 
see you Saturday and be eager to hear what you're singing. Definitely. And for those of you who are listening to us, thank you so much for having been with us. And I'm just going to end, you know, the episode with dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Bye. Bye.